24-7 The Podcast. It's your girl Sparkle and your girl Casey. What up? What's up, y'all? And it is season three. Yay! And we are so excited. I'm to so excited. Continue, me too, man, to continue this conversation, y'all. Today, we are talking about blended families and how to make them work. So, yes. Casey, get us started. Oh, my goodness. So, as usual, I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, I always think just going to another season and another season, you know, what else are we going to talk about? But it seems like it's just effortless when we just talk about certain episodes and strategize about certain topics that it just usually just kind of comes out. And I agree. So I'm just so excited about season three. And so like Sparkle said, blended families, how to make them work. And I can say that I didn't grow up per se in um, a blended family and I am not in a blended family now. So some of the things that I will be speaking of in a second, one comes from research and literally every single one of my friends are in blended households, are in new marriages, and are step-parents. So that's where a lot of my information um, comes from. So let's get started with the statistics. So three out of every four people who go through a divorce will marry again. Three out of every four people who go through a divorce will marry again. And one out of every three Americans is a step-parent. So one out of every three is a step-parent, step-child, or has come from some other form of blended family. And I probably can place myself, maybe, I don't know, in that other form, being that I grew up in a household with my mom, grandma, grandpa. So I guess that could be considered blended, um, but not so much that of having a step-parent. And stepdads are more common than stepmoms. And that's, you know, that's very interesting. You know, that step-parents or step-dads are more common. And I guess that means that they're quicker. You know, the dads are quicker to get into another relationship. They're quicker to marry. And would you say that moms, because they're often the ones who have the kids the most, you know, they're very cautious about dating again or bringing someone around their kid again um, and really just kind of entering into a serious relationship of bringing another man into their home. So I'm assuming why I'm assuming that's why stepdads are more common. Um, well, that's that the wrong way. Yeah, I'm thinking the same because I'm kind of like, well, it be the women sometimes that are ready to dive out there and jump in, and yeah, they may you know. get a new dad. <laughs> but when I read that again, I'm like, I just said that the whole wrong way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, and by the age of 15 three out of every 10 kids will have experienced at least two mother partnerships. By the age of 15, three out of every 10 kids will have experienced at least two mother partnerships. So what does that mean? And that means a lot of relationships that don't last. And that's the honest truth. Even with me, I'm very upfront about people that I work with. I say, hey, this just may very well not work. You may end up divorced, separated, and with someone else. That's just, you know, reality. And so, and they're often going to go seek, you know, new partnerships. And so it is important to have a positive step-parenting relationship. And not just for the parents, but it's more so important for that kid. 
And I've seen so many times. And like I said, that the majority of my friends are step parents. The relationships with the other bio parents are almost always strained for one reason or another. How was your relationship with your step-parent. Very just interesting, I will say. Mm-hmm. So I uh, did have a stepmother. Um, my dad was married when I was younger and my dad had full custody of me when I was in seventh grade. So he had a wife at the time and they were married for a while, about 10, 11, 12 years, I think it was. And um, it was very interesting because of the fact that she did not want to raise me um, but wanted my dad to raise her daughter that was living in the home, which wow. I thought was very interesting. And at the time I was a child. So of course, I don't think I knew any better, but uh, my family members around me were the ones that were like, whoa, okay, interesting. I'm like, what's the deal here? You know, yeah. she's not right. This is not right. And my dad, he really did fight for, um, no, I'm going to raise my daughter. I'm going to have her in the home with me and I'm going to raise her. So things really did get strained when my dad finally brought me home and like we, I began to live with him effective, you know, the day the court had said, literally the very first day that he brought me to the home, him and the wife had gotten to a a big, you know, scuffle and um, he was actually taken to jail (laughs) and like, it was a big ordeal all because, you know, just a lot of things were going on too in the marriage, but then too, she just was not in support of bringing me into the house and changing their Mm -hmm. lifestyle and changing her kids lifestyle and just uprooting everything and changing everything because now, Oh, you want to raise your daughter. But it's so unfortunate that, she was not receptive and receiving because it it was just, it's not fair and it's not right to a child to have to experience that. But I'll tell you, so because of that and my my experience with her when I was younger, as I grew up, I did not like her at all. And she would do and make so many different differentiations between myself and my sisters by saying like, oh, well, I'm going to take the kids shopping, but I'm not going to buy you anything because you'll get your school supplies from your other side of the family. But, you know, my kids don't have anybody else buying them anything, you know, so I'll just get them some stuff and then you can, your other family will buy you stuff. Like things like that. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, wow, if I'm out with you guys and you want to get everybody some school supplies and whatever, just buy it. Like what, what is going to be the big kill, you know? And my dad is the one I'm sure that's funding it and giving you money to take care of business. So Mm -hmm. what is the problem? So as I got older and just, you know, was looking at that and realizing that and seeing how, you know, I'm being treated differently than her kids, I really resented her. I really did not like her. I really just had like a sour taste and just no, my love was just really, really um, just disintegrating, you know, because of just how I was felt. I felt you're treating me so wrong and you're just, you know, separating me. So it was not good. And I will say it literally, like as I grew up and got out of the house and started doing my own thing, I totally just didn't like her. I disregarded her. And I just was like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't have nothing to say to you. I really have nothing to do with you. I'm not keeping up with you. I have no ties at all, at all. So it was really, really interesting, Um, you know, later in life, and I should say like now, because we're Facebook friends, um, I just feel like you're, I don't know how to put it, like I just allowed myself to befriend her 
because you're only watching me to see what I've become and who, right. what I'm doing and how my life has progressed and, and the, the trips that I'm taking or, you know, what I, what I have going on, you're only just watching me. And I don't mind right. if you watch, cool, do that. But you, you, it's unfortunate because we could have had a better relationship, a better bond. We could have been, you know, had a deeper um, relationship where we could have been really, really involved in each other's life and even done some things together, you know, now right. that I'm grown, but I feel like she just totally ruined that and just severed any possibilities of that because literally I just have no interest in doing anything extra, being involved. Like I see you, I see you, I don't, I don't. That's kind of the situation. So it and was, you, it was not good. Just, just to say the least, you know, to sum it all up. And you know, what's interesting is that it's usually the kid going into that new space where you're not my mom you're not my exactly, dad and exactly they're usually the rebellious one because it's something new for them and they're used to their parents being together and here you have the adult saying that you're not going to take care of your child your child is not important or not as important as my children exactly so you are their primary parent and you're no longer with her parents she needs to be over there and dismiss you as you were never, you know, something exactly that you didn't matter. And so she ruined that. She did. She did. And I'm so happy. Honest guys. So like I said, that first day, you know, things went so south between her and my dad. They got into it. My dad got locked up. Like the next week, my dad went and bought a house and we moved in just he and I. And when I tell you best time of my life ever, wow. like I'm so happy that he decided, you know what? Things are not working out. I'm going to raise my daughter. I love her. I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do without her. And I'll deal with her or deal with the situation as it may be. Um, and that was like, I tell anybody that knows me and everybody say, I say, you know what? My life didn't start until my dad got custody of me in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I, I feel, and my, it set my path and my course in this life. And I'm grateful that he recognized, you know what? I'm not going to let anybody hinder the relationship that I could have with my child, even though they had been married for so long and things were already kind of getting sour and going south. And I'm happy he pulled out what he did, even though he struggled, I will tell you, he went through a hard time man a hard life at that at, during those times in dealing with her but it all panned out and at the end of the day he is where he is now and is happy living his life married and not having to deal with that bs and yeah. he and i have the strongest bond the strongest relationship this day that like that's my dude man like 100 i go to him for anything and everything and it's because of the bond we were able to create and then i look at her and look at the relationship that she has with her kids and i look at just her parenting and how the kids are influenced by her and just some of the, the traits that are not good traits to have. It's just so unfortunate yeah. that you have a parent that, that is all about the negative and all about putting out, you know, these crazy vibes and not seeing you win and not raising a child to be great. And not, it's unfortunate. You know, look, I'm going to have to stop there. Cause you're about to have me cry. <laughs> yeah, man. It was because, sad. Yeah, and, and, and it's not even that part. It's the fact that he chose you and you see a lot of times with, and I can say it can be mainly women that will stay in a situation with our stepkid because that male is the provider. We're going to tough around, you know, with this a little bit longer because I need help with this. I need help with stability. And the kid gets kind of stuck and they're in a situation where they're not loved and the parent, one, for stability, don't want to, you know, detach from that emotionally. Because I was thinking in my head, too, I'm pretty sure he struggled with that. 
because there was something there. If there wasn't, I wouldn't have married you. Exactly. So, but I have to, even though I love you, I have to choose my child. And that I'm pretty certain that was so hard. You know, it wasn't hard in choosing my daughter, but it's hard to, I set up a future with you and we got to cut that short. We got to call our losses and move on. And that hardest step was just probably making that decision and walking out the door. But I bet that was probably one of the best decisions he's ever made in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So her loss and I say her loss when it comes to a relationship with me, when it comes to the marriage and losing him, I say her loss all the way around the board, man. Cause my, yeah. my dad is a solid dude, 100. And like, I know I'm, and I'm telling the story is really, really, I'm just summing it all up, but there was so many wins in store for her, but she decided to just play the fool and just be, you know, extra crazy about things. And I feel, I feel, and I'm outside looking in, you know, they were adults at the time. They know better than me, but me knowing my dad, I would not want to lose a man like that, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just unfortunate. So, hey, I, I'm not um, mad, though. <laughs> and so I think I have heard some of your answer in this because I just dissect stuff. But for the listeners, <laughs> what have you learned and how do you apply that to your blended home now? I have learned that you know what, you have to, if you choose a partner, you have to accept what and who all comes with that. And if that is children, then you have to accept those children and find a way. Uh, And it shouldn't even be hard. If you love the partner that you're choosing, it should not be hard to love those kids, you know, or that child or whatever. You have to do that. And I've, so I've learned that, you know what, if I love this man, it's very easy for me to open up my heart and love his kids as well, you know, yes. and I've learned that regardless of how things may be working um, between him and the the mother of the kids and things like that, that does not have to affect me in my relationship with the child or with the Absolutely. children, you know, so it, it I don't have to, I'm not sour and I'm not bitter because, you know, he had kids prior to me with this other woman or women or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they're still kind of battling between some things. I don't, that doesn't have to bother me. I, hey, the children are here. And when they're in my presence here with me, we're going to have a good time. I'm going to love up on them. I'm going to make sure they're taken care of. I'm going to make sure they eat have all that they need. It's nothing wrong for me to do those things for them because they're, they become a part of my home, you know, and a part of what we have going on. So that is just the biggest thing that I learned. It's not hard to do that when you choose that this is the person I'm going to be with and that they come with kids. The other thing is, is I, I learned that in my home now, my, my fiance does have children and I've been a part of their life now for, we've been together seven years. So seven years and also my son is in the picture. So he is a stepfather to my son. And I just feel like, and this is a crazy thing. I, I will say, man, one thing is not hard to choose to love the kids when you um, choose the, the, the spouse. Mm-hmm. But I will say it is a gift and a blessing from God to be able to have a heart that is open and receptive to yes. somebody else's child. Honest to God, because I witnessed his relate my son's relationship with my fiance and they are just super cool and they were for, from day one and that was a yeah. selling factor for me this man is an amazing dad one to his own kids like I would see him when we were dating and they were they would be like 
he would be on FaceTime with them going over their homework and school assignments and, you know, stepping through problems and solving them over the, I'm like, wow, he spending hours. I'm sitting there in the background waiting. Doo, 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 and he is working with his kids because that's his <laughs> priority. And I am okay with that. You know, that's what you, you have to learn that those, his, his kids are his priority. He has to take care of them, make sure they're good to go. No problem. I can sit there and support him doing that. And with my son in the picture, he does the exact same thing. And I'm just like, man, I, I've just learned that you have to have a heart and a, a willingness and an openness to just love somebody else's children. And that should be so easy to do when you accept the person that you are, you're, you're connecting with. So those are just kind of like some, some, some big things right there, man. It's you, you just do it. You open up your heart and you just do it. And you don't make a big thing about the, the, the mother or the father that's not in your home. That's the thing. You don't make a big deal about that. You let them manage that thing in the, the adult aspect of that. That's not your problem. I don't have to deal with how he deals with his baby mother. Like it's not my responsibility. I don't have nothing to do with it. I don't have to talk to her. I don't have to be bothered. If we see each other, then yes. Hey, cool. We're cordial. We meet, we talk, whatever. But the day-to-day inner workings of, of the, the, with the, they have to deal with the children. I don't have to be involved in that. I let him man up and handle that, which he does right. very well. You know, so that's easy. Yeah, and it's a package deal. Exactly. You, know, you loving me, it should be as effortless to love my child as well. I remember early on when I first met Charlie, and this is one of the selling points, uh, and he doesn't know that because we were not even dating I was going to visit him and no lie, he was keeping his ex's children. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And we even talked about this years later. And he said, Casey, she and I were completely done. She was actually going on a date with somebody else. But I had a good relationship with her children. And so I had no problem keeping them, playing video games with them. And he still communicates with those children till this day. They wow. are yeah. adults now. They live in Atlanta. They're adults now. And he keeps in touch with them until this day. And they still reach out to him. But that was a selling point for me, you know, initially. Because you were over and done with this person. But even when you were with her, you were taking care of her children at you know seven and ten years old wow and that just shows just the commitment level and how serious then you know I was about you because I was willing to accept them as well I knew that they came with you and I was willing to do that now that did not work thank goodness (laughs) (laughs) but it just showed his character yeah and I just love that about him And so I want to ask, do you believe that the majority of separated by your parents do not get along? Or do you believe it's something that's really pushed by media? Because, you know, it can be a lot of negative things out there. And sometimes we gravitate towards the negative, whether it's Facebook posts or news statistics or things like that. I think that, well, I want to believe that there are more um, healthier you know, relationships between the biological parents and, um, you know, the step parents. But I think your question was just specifically about the, with the bio parents, right? Right. Are they healthy? Um, Mm -hmm. even though they're no longer together. Right. So Mm -hmm. 
I want to believe, yes, that there are a, some, a lot of healthy ones out there. I do uh, because I'm just optimistic like that. But right. I do know that it's, and this is from experience. So I do know that there are some that are unhealthy and I can see how they can become unhealthy, right? One is because it's it's not really well not really it's over but somebody is still holding on to something that is causing some negativity or some baggage or some just you know unseen you know issues and that is that can keep you guys in a very unhealthy space and you cannot parent and be healthy for your child if you guys are holding on to some negative energy and that's it doesn't make sense you know And two, it can be negative. And I think that's the key right there. I think that's really the key thing is that the reason why it's unhealthy is because clearly you guys, you're not one of the people are not over it. And for me, I don't see any other reason why it should be unhealthy. Because if we cool and we're over this thing, but we realize and recognize we have a child or children that we have to love and take care of and co-parent and whatever, nothing else should be getting in the way of us doing that unless I'm not over you or you're not over me and you're mad about me getting another relationship or you're mad about how I'm doing this or you're mad about I'm making money or whatever the case may be or you're mad about like I, that's like the biggest thing I can see that right. caused the unhealthiness. You know, it could be some jealousy aspects there too. Okay, cool. I'm I'm not mad that, you know, you moved on, but I'm mad that you now got a better job and making more money. And then you got a different lifestyle compared to what I got, you know? So it could be, it could be several things, but I want to believe that there are more healthier than unhealthier ones out there. But it's, it's unfortunate that I could, the statistic could prove me very wrong in my optimistic thoughts, <laughs> but I, this is what I want to believe, you know? Yeah. And so let's talk about some ways to foster those positive, you know, step parenting relationships. And one thing I said is being respectful. Let's talk about that. I think at the root of everything is being respectful and just having effective communication because even if you just have the respect there that can go a very long way right I totally agree I totally agree because I'm I'm gonna tell you me and my son's father man we are super cool I totally respect him he totally respects me I respect that his he's married now and I respect his wife he respects me and my fiance and respects how we run our home and how my son is cared for. That is a big thing. And that right there is key, man. You respect, we respect each other and we can communicate around that and have an understanding and make things happen for my child. I'm, I'm good. And that is, that is the biggest thing. Absolutely. And also, like you said, because you even just said this, understand that the relationship is over. And removing negative feelings about the failed relationship. I was talking to a friend earlier today and that friend was just talking about a custody situation that was going on with the ex and the child is currently living in the new home um, with the, you know, with other step parent and it affects that relationship so much that the step parent can't even parent the child because fear of what the mom will say and fear of how the mom would act 
And, you know, the mom would call him, what did she say? Or what did she do? Or is she doing this? And my question to him was, is she over you? Because why does it matter if that step parent is, you know, a positive person and has a positive influence on my child and is accepting of my child? Because it takes a lot to accept someone else's child. Very you know? true. And and that was my question. You know, is that person over you or over the fact that their relationship failed? Because that can definitely, if you allow it, you know, have an effect on your home with your new spouse, you know, and the way your spouse is even able to parent your child. Yeah, that's that's very true. And that's key because, you know, I'm going to tell you, you have to, I, here's the way I think that you can foster that. And I know that it's it doesn't happen this way all the time, but it definitely happened this way for me and my son's father. Um, when we decided to, you know, be done and separate and move forward with our life away from each other, knowing that we have a child together, we talked, man. We talked about what is this, what this decision that we're making? What are we doing right now to each other, to our child? Like, how can we parent and like, what is this going to look like? What is this going to be like? And we had, we just built a friendship regardless of the fact that, Hey, we're not working out and we are decided to move forward. We had to talk about the fact that, yeah, we are doing that, but we still have a child that we got to be super cool for. We got to love him. That means we have to love one another. We have to respect yes. one another. We had this extra long drawn out conversation, even when we cried with each other about we are divorcing and all this stuff. Like it was a thing, man. And it took years to get cultivate that relationship and be at a point where we could chat right now and talk and chop it up and laugh over all kinds of randomness. Like we be talking, sending pictures about like back in the day. Look at your skinny buddy. My son was super skinny when you saw him. Well, I'm like, dude, that's exactly what you look like when I met you. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> laugh and we have a good time. We talk because we have built a friendship and a relationship that is yes. long lasting and a bond that we understand. We're not together, man. You marry, I love your wife. If you love my dude we cool everybody is cool like we have a child that we have to raise and do what's best for him so he is first and foremost regardless of what we may be thinking or feeling in the back of our head about whatever the situation is my child is first and foremost and I get yes. it that even if that means sometime when it, and this is, could be the difficult part because if I'm telling him as my my son is his firstborn I'm telling him that my child is first and foremost, man, and he's going to be your priority. And this is what we have established since day one. I had to say the same thing to his wife. Hey, I told him my child is number one, man. First and foremost, his priority. I want you to understand that. I know he has kids with you now, but yes. don't. that does not mean that now my son just does not get the care and the attention and what he needs to be able to be the, the greatest man he's going to be on this earth. No, right. we have to all understand that Yes, he this kid is still his responsibility. And as long as we all understand that we all are on the same page about doing that and handling that business, we yeah. are all going to be great. And I think we all kind of came to that agreement and that conclusion that, hey, my, my son is here and, and his father understands that he is a priority in his life. So that means that my son is going to be always made available to you. And then you need yes. to take take every opportunity to take advantage of that availability, be able to be involved in his life, parent him, do what needs to be done, take care of him, all of that. So it was all about having those conversations, man, and being able to just build and keep building and cultivating that relationship so that we all could 
be and continue to be on the same page because this child is first and foremost. And that's it. I love it. I love it. And I think that one of the things that people they're missing is that, like you said, understanding the child comes first, whether they're unresolved feelings or, you know, I'm angry because of something or it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Understanding is not about me. It's not about how I feel. It is about that child. We both have moved on or I have moved on, exactly. you know, but let this kid have a healthy relationship no matter what home they are in. Exactly. So, exactly. yes. And you can't and, try to take them away from, oh, I'm not going to let them see you because, you know, I'm, I'm beefing with you or whatever. No, like you said, man, it's not about you. It, nobody cares about what you might be thinking and feeling because, it's not about you. It's all about this kid and them having a healthy relationship. So you have to, it may be hard to do, but you have to move your own feelings and all of that aside and say, you know what, my, my child and him having a relationship with his mom or dad is the most important thing. So I'm going to get over myself and this is what it is. Let's talk about setting boundaries. That is what I see as something that's very important. And we don't do that a lot just in our immediate relationships, you know, we struggle with that. So I can see how parents would even, you know, struggle with that with step parenting. What are the rules around that? Does the other parent, should they have any type of say so as to how the step parent parents, is that something you discuss with them and they say, hey, I don't agree with that because I don't do that. So let's talk about boundaries. What are some important boundaries that parents need to set to ensure, you know, that the step parenting relationship is successful? Kind of talking about what you were saying earlier about how that one step parent, you know, is not really uh, able to parent and how they're impacted, you know, with the child in the house over the summer. First and foremost, um, you you have to respect how the other parent runs their home right. um, and how they parent inside their home. That is key. And that is very, very important. I cannot tell my son's father how to run his home when when my son is there i can't tell him how to run his home no you the man of your house you have to take care of business you don't have to you know call me and ask me 24 7 about you know oh if i should i whoop jada's butt for this or should i do this or he did this or what? like you're you're his parent you know what to do and how to do and how to handle business with him now he did call me and ask me hey jada want to know if he can get his ear pierced okay double negative he asked me <laughs> what, my, <laughs> hey, what, what you want or, you know is that okay with you and i'm like nah that's not okay with me but I can't tell him that, oh, no, you shouldn't whoop his behind for doing whatever he might have done wrong or you, you shouldn't take his phone. No, if you feel like, hey, he's done something out of place or whatever the case may be, you handle it just like I'm going to do in my home. I'm not going to call you and ask you what you think or whatever the case may be in running my day-to-day -day home. Right. But I will say um, you have to respect that. And I think if you have the conversations about, you know, kind of when you guys decide to split and you have to talk about co-parenting, I think you kind of have to have some conversations surrounding um, 
like what what does it look like now that our child is going to be coming from your home to my home like I right. think you got to co- communicate some of those common parenting practices that you guys want to see upheld in each other's home okay so like yeah I know school is, is my priority and I want to make sure my son is getting his studies on so I'm gonna ask his dad hey when he's with you at your house can you make sure he gets his productivity time in first thing in the morning at least for about an hour and a half every single day can you stay on top of him to make sure he's doing that can you monitor you know the lessons that he has to do can you make sure that he gets logged in for his you know tutoring things like that like those common practices hey I want to make sure that Jaden is in bed by a certain time can you try to enforce that at least during a week or like those things right you might want to have conversations about because some things you would like to have um common in each household as your child is going back and forth you know so that they can have some sort of I don't know stability or you know just some common common practices and how they are being raised, you know? So things like that, I think, are definitely important to talk about and to establish some kinds of boundaries surrounding. Um, but, I mean, I can't tell the stepmom <laughs> that she and that was going to be my, And, and that was going to be my follow-up because I know how dad parents and dad right. knows how I parent. So while he's there with you, I'm not going to tell you how to run your home, Mm -hmm. but do you have a say-so? And does that parent have a say-so? And how do step-parent parents your child and runs the home? Do you need to have boundaries around that where there are these things? I understand you do, but she cannot do this or he can't, you know, do this to my son. Do you think that's a conversation that needs to be had? Or do you I, trust that your partner would make that best decision? I I think you you might want to like, and I feel like I did have the conversation with um, Jaden's dad, but I think that if I respect him enough and I know him well enough that he is going to ensure that he is going to allow or not allow his significant other to do things a certain way. And I would imagine, and I would hope that this is the case, right? That the spouse has the same parenting concepts kind of, they are somewhat aligned with how they parent in the household so that my son is going to be treated the same as far as the parenting aspect from both of the parents, his dad and the wife. So I would expect that, you know, if he's going to be, if the dad will punish him for, you know, doing something, whatever, the stepmom can very well do that. Now I wouldn't necessarily say, okay, you go up his behind. No, yeah, have the conversation with him, let him know what he's doing is not right and that he's going to have to be on punishment for that. Absolutely. You would do the same thing because he has to respect you as a parent of that household as well. So I would expect that they would be in alignment in how they parent my son, no matter that she's the stepmom and he's the biological dad, you know. But when we first started, honestly, and they the before um, my son's dad and his wife got married, she actually would call me and say, hey, you know, Jaden, you know, was in summer camp or whatever, and he did blah, 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 blah. And I had to have a talk with him to say, and I said, girl, yes, you absolutely should. And next time I might need to let you tap his behind because he know better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we laughed and we talked and we did establish um, a friendship and a relationship where, like I say, I think I made her comfortable enough to parent the same way yes. that his dad would parent because he has to learn to respect you as well. So, I I think that, yes, having that conversation is key unless you know for a fact that, or I should say, if you know for a fact that you don't want your child handled a certain way by the step parent, you hands down absolutely have to say that, period. Um, But if you have the conversation with the the child's biological mother or father and they have the assumption that 
they're going to be in alignment with their spouse as well. Just make sure that that is clear. And that, that's it. You just say, hey, I, I just expect that, you know, your spouse is going to, you know, do the same things or whatever. I think you definitely need to just kind of have the conversation uh, on either side, period. I love that. And I think that the key and that we've said multiple times and even what I just heard you say is respect. You know, yep. if you know me enough, you know, and respect me enough, you know what I will not tolerate. I probably shouldn't even have to have that conversation with that partner because you know me enough exactly. to know, hey, what to cut off with that person or what to not allow. Let's go into our practical applications. What do we have? Yes, we don't have a lot for y'all. All we got to say is apply <laughs> all of the above that we just discussed, period. And Period. you will be good to go. I mean, it's not, for some, it's easier said than done. And, you know, for some, it's definitely a, a different type of struggle because every situation is is totally different. Right. I get that, man. The world we're living in now, the generation that is, you know, parenting and the, things are just different all the way around the yes. board, y'all. So you have to do what works for you and for your situations. But, you know, hopefully some of these practices and some of these things we have discussed, you can take and apply. And hopefully it does make your life easier uh, if you're dealing with blended ho- households and blended situations. But look, everybody's different, y'all. You got to do what yes. you do for you, you know, but... This is Living in Love 24-7. You know, yeah. blended families, how to make it work. We love y'all. And we yes, love having we love these conversations. Y'all. y'all, go follow Coach Casey. Go follow Living in Love 24-7. And until next time. Bye.